This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Mike Calstrip and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. Glory to God. Praise God. Well, y'all doing good tonight? You know, the Bible says this is the day the Lord has made. So what is it we're going to do? And what else are we going to do? Glory to God. Do you know you have a choice in, in those uh, areas of your life? You know, you can be cranky and all of that, or you can be happy. Glory to God. I'm going to choose to be happy. Amen? I said amen. All right. Just want to make sure you're still awake here. See, that's what happens when it gets warm. Everybody gets quiet, and, you know, all settled in, and yeah, sleepy time. Yeah. Well, let's open our Bibles. Praise God. Proverbs chapter 28. If you can find that opening in your Bible this evening, glory to God. We're going to take off on some of the things that we talked about uh, last week. Uh, with regard to being courageous. How many of you know God wants you to be courageous? Amen. Glory to God. The Apostle Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. And the reason he wasn't is because it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. He said to the Jew and also to the Gentile. So in other words, thank God, God opened up the door for all of us Gentiles to be able to be saved just like all the rest of them. Amen. Aren't you glad he loves us? Amen. He loves us enough that he sent Jesus so that we can have life and have it more abundantly. I tell you what, life's good in Jesus. You know, if you could just, you know, push the pause button and shut the TV off and stop looking at everything there, life would be pretty good. Maybe that's a good idea. Amen. So uh, it would be helpful. But he wants us to live courageously. Praise God. The child of God is not to go through life, you know, all timid and afraid and all of that. God has not given us the spirit of fear, amen? But power, love, and of a sound mind. So when we, when we receive Christ, there's a transformation that takes place. And when we're born of the spirit of God, praise God, we take on his character, we take on his nature, we take on his likeness. Hallelujah, glory to God. And guess what? He's not afraid of anything. Hallelujah. And so thank God you don't have to be either. Now, you may be tempted, you know, but you can just pass it up. You suppose Jesus was ever tempted to be afraid? Of course he was. But yet right on the other hand, whenever you look at the New Testament, you don't find any place, you know, we, we have no recording whatsoever where Jesus was off in a corner trembling because he wasn't sure what he was going to do. Huh? No, he knew exactly what he was going to do. Thank God, you know, he had a divine connection with the Father. Well, we can have that same thing because, again, we're born of his spirit. And I'm getting way ahead of myself. Hallelujah. Have you noticed that? Maybe not. I don't know. But anyway, uh, I'm excited about it. Praise God. I'm telling you what, when I was 19, I gave my heart to Jesus. He changed my life. Not only did he change my life, he gave me life to live as only he can. Glory to God that I didn't have to go through life defeated. I didn't have to go through life bound by sin. I didn't have to go through life letting the devil just, you know, whoop up on me whenever he decided to. Thank God he gave me victory. And I bought in. You know, a lot of folk, you know, you got to do a lot of talking to convince them. But I tell you what, I believe the Bible. And I believe, praise God, that Jesus, as he said, I came so that you could have life and life more abundantly. So praise God, I just decided I'm in it, and I'm going to believe what it is that the Bible says. I don't care what it looks like. Praise God, Jesus is Lord. And you know, the sooner, you know, you, you have to have some backbone if you're going to be a child of God and live successfully for him. Otherwise, the devil will always be whooping up on you, lying to you, telling you all manner of, you know, evil and this and that and the other. And, you know, you got to be able to learn to decipher, you know, and understand the difference between the two. Hallelujah. So anyway, praise God. Look at this verse of Scripture with me, if you would, please, and then we'll, we'll get into this. Praise God. Uh, Proverbs chapter 28, verse uh, 1 The wicked flee when no man pursues, but the righteous, everybody say, that's me, are as bold as a lion. You know, we we made a couple trips over to Africa to do some different uh, uh, ministry-related things and conferences for uh, some ministers over there and different things. And uh, we went out on, uh, I can't remember the name of the uh, uh, um, reserve that we were at. If I thought about it long enough, I might be able to come up with it. But... uh, 
part of the deal was is we stayed on this reserve and they had these concrete cylindrical round um, they weren't really a hut I don't know what you'd call them they were a place to stay and they had the big you know uh, grass thatched roofs on them you know that were pretty steep and it was pretty cool you know but you know they on this concrete in these concrete walls they had uh, uh, windows in them but there was no there was no glass there was no uh, there was nothing okay and uh, I mean, there might have been a curtain or something of that nature. I don't really remember, but let's just uh, let's just say it was open to the great outdoors. Well, so you know, we're going to stay on this reserve that night, and so we're there, and uh, we get into the evening ways, and uh, pretty soon you could st- you could hear the lions, and I'm thinking to myself, I wonder just how far away that might be, you know, because it sounded pretty loud. Because that you know, that's why when Peter said. You know, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking, didn't say he could, but seeking those whom he may devour, whom we're to resist steadfast in the face. Well, faith, well, you know, one of the whole things about a lion's roar is it has the tendency to paralyze, it has a paralytic effect on the prey or whoever, because it is so loud, you know, and uh, so anyway... Uh, I was just saying that, praise God, because the Bible says the righteous are as bold as a lion. Hallelujah. He's the king of the hill, and so are you. Praise God. And uh, so in talking about this, I I, want to talk to you again about being courageous. And, you know, because it's one of the most powerful characteristics of the child of God, the believer, or at least it should be. And uh, because we are to be bold and courageous. That's a very different view from what you see in religion. You know, a lot of times, you know, uh, you see what's referred to as being pious. Well, I'm all about humility and, and what real true piety might represent. But a lot of what you see is nothing but weakness and fear and all kinds of things, which God has not given to the child of God. I'm not talking about being uh, arrogant, but I'm talking about as a child of God, knowing who you are and not having to apologize. Again, when Paul penned there in Romans to the church, he said, I am not ashamed of the gospel and neither should you be. Hallelujah. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for salvation. Thank God for redemption. Thank God for what's been provided. Thank God for deliverance. Amen. Now you might get criticized or mocked. I mean, you know, I'm <coughs> I've been mocked and criticized by world-class individuals, but it doesn't move me. I don't care. You know, they can say whatever they want. Thank God Jesus is Lord. He's my Lord. I'm going to heaven. Where are they going? You know, what's their alternative? You know, so anyway, it's such a powerful thing for the child of God. And, And, you know, again, Jesus gave us an example. Did you know that? He said, I've given you an example. When he washed the disciples' feet, he gave them an example of servanthood. But there were other things in the the way in which he carried himself in earthly ministry that he was also an example to us. Are you listening to me? He gave us this example, and and I tell you what, praise God, he was bold and very courageous. And he was, you know, we could say it this way, he was a man's man. Amen? A lot of times you look at those pictures, those religious pictures up on the wall, man, they don't look like no man's man. Huh? You know, I got the little halo thing going, and I'm not, I'm not against it, so don't, you know, start throwing your rocks. But the imagery of that is probably very different than the actual man, Jesus Christ. Are you listening to me? And so it becomes important for us to understand that, you know. And, and here's what I think about. You know, his earthly ministry didn't begin until he was 30 years of age. It lasted for about three and a half years. But I think about every day this guy got up and had to face humanity. He had to not only, you know, face the people in the needs, but the people that were wanting to kill him. Now, you know, none of us, as far as I can tell, there was one time a guy called me on the phone and said that if I did blah, 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 he was going to kill me. That's the only time that's ever happened. Thank God he was a long ways away. Are you listening to me? But none of us have dealt with that. And Jesus dealt with it nearly every day. And yet, praise God, he went out there, praise God. And I love it because he knew who he was in his heavenly father. Amen. He said, no man takes my life from me. I have the power 
to lay it down, and I have the power to raise it up. Glory be to God forevermore. Amen. Well, child of God, listen, you're no different than he is. The Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. So we don't apologize. Are you listening to me? Now, you've been afraid lately, you know, praise God, we're going to take care of that tonight. And no more fear. Amen. Glory to God. But he faced this onslaught of the enemy daily. And, and, and again, you know, I mean, when you, when you read the Gospels, Jesus wasn't walking around, you know, like, you know, some kind of, you know, whatever, whatever, dude. I mean, he was out there making it happen, changing people's lives, changing their worlds, preaching the Gospel, saying whosoever will let him come. Praise God. And whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And how that, praise God, if you choose to believe, your life can be transformed forever. That's good news. Amen? That's good news to a lost person. That's good news to a person whose life is just in shambles. It's good news to the person who's in pain and hurting and loss and all of the other things that describe so many people on this planet. That's why Jesus came so that you and I might be able to live. It's a great message, isn't it? I'm telling you what, it's good news. It's the gospel. Praise God. You know, gospel means good news. So if you hear somebody preaching, they ain't got no good news, that is not where you want to be. Are you listening to me? You know, when I say he's coming again, I mean, it just thrills the inside of me because I know it's true and he's coming. Hallelujah. And he's nearer now than when we first believed. So there's this invitation. Really, it's an expectation of you as a child of God and as a believer to emulate the characteristics and quality of boldness and courage. Now, again, let me just say, I'm not talking about arrogance, but I'm telling you what, praise God, you don't back down because you're a child of God. Are you with me? You might be in a minority, you know, in, in, in the circumstance you find yourself to be in, but you're not a minority in heaven. Hallelujah. You know, think about that with me. You know, there was a time, you know, when Jesus, well, actually, it's when Peter took things into his own hand, decided he was going to, you know, flail away on some of the uh, soldiers and cut off one of their ears. You know, well, Jesus picks it back up and says, hey, I think you're missing this and put it back on and healed him. He says, don't you know that I have at my disposal 12 legions of angels? I mean, there's things Jesus knew and he had confidence in. And that's why it becomes so important for you and I as children of God to really come to know who we are in Christ Jesus. We used to have these little mini books entitled In Him. And I think there's 130 some different scriptures in the Bible that make reference to what you and I are in Him. And we need to look at that because that's the truth. You know, you don't wanna get to heaven and look back and go, duh. Why didn't I accept this? Why didn't I believe this? Why didn't I walk in the light of this? Are you listening to me? Praise God. Why? Because you miss out. The deficiency, you know, is, is so, uh, well, it can be paralyzing to people. But praise God when you know the truth. Hallelujah. The truth sets you free. Amen. You all still glad you came tonight? Glory to God. So, you know, when we live in the world that we're in right now with such perilous, troubling times and things of that nature, you know, here's some things that Jesus said about that, and I'm just reminding you of them. You've heard them before, but it wouldn't hurt to hear them again. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. Now, who does that? Does Jesus do that? No, you do that. You're the one. He said, I'm asking you or telling you, don't let your heart be troubled. So when your heart wants to go stupid on you, you just say, no, 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 no. We're not going down that path. If you allow your thought life to control you, it'll take you in a place you don't want to go. Are you with me? Hallelujah. So he said, let not your heart be troubled. He said, you believe in God, believe in me. Glory to God. Believe what I've said. That's uh, uh, in John chapter 14 and verse 1. And then he said in verse 27, he said, peace I leave with you. Everybody say, I've got his peace. You've got his peace. Hallelujah. You say, well, sure he showed up here lately. I'm not sure where it's at, you know, or whatever. But, you know, praise God, when you begin to believe and know that what it is that he's provided for you is, is yours, then you'll start thinking different. Wait, no, I am not going down this path of anxiety and worry 
and all of these other things. You know, sins, are, you know, worry is a sin. You know that, don't you? Huh? The sin of worry. Uh, ouch. Well, you just can't go through life without worrying. I mean, come on, man. I mean, you know, there's just stuff going on. I mean, you just can't do that. Well, I'm not, to, I'm not trying to suggest that the opportunity of worrying might not come to you, but I tell you what, you can pass it up. Huh? Sure you can. Praise God. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace give I unto you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So he's telling us a couple different times what it is that needs to happen there in John chapter 14. Another place in Matthew 24 and 6, it says, you'll hear of wars, rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. 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 Why? Because they're going to happen. As long as sinful men are in positions of authority, they're going to do sinful things. Are you with me? And we see it happening all over the world. He said, again, you'll hear of these things, so you should be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Hallelujah. You say, well, I don't like that very much. Well, if you understand the fact that these things will come to pass, and they have to come to pass, but that he will take a father's place to take care of you, come on, huh? I mean, my heavenly father's taking care of me, amen? And he's taking care of you probably better than you deserve. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. But see, if you're born again, glory to God, everybody say, thank God for the new birth. You know, if you're born of the Spirit of God, and you're a child of God, or you have become a child of God, you're actually a child of the Father God. Are you listening to me? You're not going to be. It's not like, well, okay, when I die, I'm going to heaven, and I'll be his child. No, you're his child right now. But you become a child of the Father God. And listen, you ready for this? You have nothing to fear. You have nothing to fear. I remember one time Kenneth Copeland tells a story about his dad. And um, he was a young kid. And they were in a pool hall someplace or some, something going on. And, uh, you know, he's watching these guys play pool and probably only, you know, about this high to be able to see them. But then pool balls running around. And, I mean, you know, for a kid, it's like, man, I want to touch one of them. I want to, you know, whatever. And so, uh, so sure enough, you know, one of them kind of came close to wherever he was standing. And he, he reached up there to grab it. And one of the guys that were playing, man, just chewed him out. He's a little guy, you know. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden he's, you know, this way and afraid and whatever. And all of a sudden he, hear, he feels this great big old mitt or hand, you know, on his shoulder. And it was his dad. His dad grabbed a hold of him, pulled him back behind there and said, My God, you got something to say. You say it to me. Well, Kenneth's in the back going, yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on. You know, well, praise God, you've got a father. Are you listening to me? And I tell you what, he'll take up for you. I tell you what, he'll take up for you. Praise God. So he's your father and you have nothing to fear. You know, uh, the phrase was once coined by uh, Roosevelt, you have nothing to fear but fear itself. Well, because they, they, they basically, you know, were in a depression uh, back in the 30s. This was, I think, in 1933 when he gave that speech but, you know, there were so many things. And there was, and there was really, a, 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 there was really a, a lot of information going out there to cause fear. You know, and people are all knotted up, just like now. I mean, my Lord Jesus, people are so stirred up about this deal. I'm telling you what, it's under our feet. I said, it's under our feet. You say, yeah, but I know somebody that got it, and I know somebody that died. And I, well, that's to be expected. Those things are going to happen. People die of pneumonia all the time. People die, you know, of this, that, and the other, of flu, you know, all the time. It is to be regretted. But, you know, what's happened is, is it's become so weaponized and politicized, for that matter, you know, to try to just turn the screws down on everything. People don't even know how to act. But what's really unfortunate is, is that people just rolled over. Well, thank God I've been delivered. I said, I've been delivered. I said, I've been delivered. And so have you. So we need to start acting like the children of the king. Because like I said, he's our father and we have nothing 
to fear. How many of you believe that tonight or to be afraid of? The Bible says that whatever is born of God overcomes the world. How many of you tonight are born of God? Okay, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Hallelujah. Who is he that overcomes the world but the one who believes that Jesus, glory to God, is the Son of God. And faith in God gives you the victory when fear tries to take it away. Are you with me? Hallelujah. In other words, fear wants to crowd faith out. There's times, you know, when Jesus would talk to people and say, fear not, don't be afraid. What? Only what? Only what? Only believe. Praise God. You know, when the devil comes and he's telling you this, that, and the other about failure and what's not going to work and you're in this trouble or whatever the case might be, it's in those moments you need to hear your heavenly Father whispering to your heart, don't be afraid. Only believe. Hallelujah. You know, have a good report when the evil report comes your way. And I'll tell you what, it'll move you a long ways down the road. I mean, how many of you have ever gone through some stuff? Well, guess what? You're still here, aren't you? Huh? I mean, you know, when you thought, oh, my God, you know, the world's coming to an end. Well, it's, it hasn't. Huh? And you're still here. So let's learn. Let's let his, history tell us something and praise God, let's believe what it is that he said. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You don't have anything to fear. Say, I have nothing to fear. You know, Jesus became our champion. Did you hear me? Glory to God, our victor. And he gave all of that victory to you and me so that we could enjoy the blessing of God. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 2. Look at this verse with me. I tell you what, I came across this today and I thought, hallelujah. I mean, It's not like I haven't seen it before, but in the context of what it is that I'm talking with you about tonight, it'll sure be a blessing to you. Hebrews chapter 2, how many of you believe the Bible? Praise God, thank God for His Word. Glory to God. Verse 14, for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, or inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he, Jesus, himself likewise shared in the same. That through death, in other words, now we're seeing the purpose of his coming and becoming uh, 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 part of this flesh-bound existence, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil, now notice verse 15, and release those who, the thr- uh, who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. You know, before I knew Jesus, man, uh, I was pretty freaked out about where I might be going. You know, and people all over the world are in the same boat. They'll never tell you that. But I tell you what, praise God, eternity awaits everyone. And if you don't know him, then you got good reason to be afraid. But if you do, if you do know him, you have no reason to be afraid. And that's why that scripture is so powerful, because Jesus came and shared in the same, so that through death he might destroy him who had the power or authority of death. You know, thank God the devil can't drag your soul to hell because you belong to him. Are you listening to me? And that's something worth rejoicing about, praise God, and delighting in. And then it goes on to say, then release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Thank God we don't have, we're not bound. The devil hates it, but there's nothing to do about it. Ha, 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 ha. Amen. Praise God forevermore. You know, fear is Satan's number one weapon that he uses against the child of God to both enslave them and to torment them. And that's why it's so important for us as believers to get a hold of the Word of God and so that when the temptation comes to be afraid, thank God we can use the Word, we can remind ourselves of the Word, we can declare the Word, praise God, we can tell the devil to get behind us in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, because we are no longer the product or children of fear anymore to be in bondage. Glory to God forevermore, amen? 
So sometimes we have to, you know, take our place. Like I said, you know, when, when Paul was talking to Timothy, his pro, little protege there, you know, and, and he was in Ephesus at the time, and I, I, I mentioned this last week, I mean, you know, he had everything coming against him. So what did Paul do? He said, well, I just want to remind you, praise God, there's a genuine faith that's in you. Sometimes we get in those places, you know, we're wondering about our faith, questioning our faith. Listen, you guys, you've got faith. You sat in this church for any period of time, you got some stuff. Amen? But you know the devil will make you think that you don't, but you do. And he said, I'm telling you, there's a genuine faith that was in you. It was in your grandmother and your mother. I know it's in you too. He said, because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and the sound mind. You know, the thing of it is, the devil a lot of times just say, well, look there. See that? Can you see what they're doing and all that? And then he tries to sow all this discord and this fear into your heart and you can say devil I don't even care what it looks like I have a heavenly father praise God that takes up for me and he knows my every need and he just he just told me to ask and it'll be given to him uh, given to me and I believe the word of God so shut up hallelujah the devil's a liar the Bible you know Jesus said there is absolutely no truth in him well, has God really said, you know, that he'll take care of you, that he'll do this? It doesn't look like it, doesn't feel like it, doesn't sound like it. You know, but thank God we walk by faith and not by what? Sight. So you got to take your situation out of this uh, <clears throat> natural realm and get it over into the realm of faith. Are you with me? Because I tell you what, if you keep the devil in, your, in the realm of faith, you'll beat him every time. But if you allow him to take you over into the realm of reason, you know, and all of that, he'll whoop the fire out of you. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. Glory to God forevermore. I, you know, I'm, I'm about to get excited. Hallelujah. But it is, fear is the number one, and, and it's everywhere. It's everywhere. You know, look at another verse of Scripture with me. You're real close. Turn to the 12th chapter of Hebrews here. And... Uh, Look at this verse with me. This will help you. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. It says, So wherefore, seeing that we also are compassed or encompassed with this great cloud of witnesses, it says, Let us lay aside every weight or encumbrance or, or hindrance um, or, and the sin that would so easily beset us. What's it saying? The, uh, uh, let us lay away everything that so easily ensnares us. I looked this up, and this is years ago, in the Vines Expository Dictionary of uh, New Testament words. And when it says, so easily ensnares or besets us, what it means to say there is, is that this, this, the forces of evil and the world are all around us. Are you with me? And so what it really is implying is, is that they, they stand easily or they stand well around, easily uh, encompassing. It describes uh, uh, sin as having an advantage in favor of its prevailing. So it's everywhere. So I tell you what, you got your work cut out for you to say, I don't care if it's everywhere. I still believe God. Amen. I tell you what, you'll be a bright and a shining light in the midst of a dark and a dying world. Come on. Praise God. Because you know in whom you have believed, and you are believing and knowing that he is able to keep that which you've committed unto him. Glory to God forevermore. But notice it goes on then to say that we're to lay these things aside and run the races before us. How? Looking unto who? Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him, yeah, despising or endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now listen to this verse. For consider him who endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you have an opportunity to be weary and want to faint in your mind. Huh? 
The Bible says he was tempted in all ways just as we are. But thank God he, he rose victorious, my friends. And there's no temptation that's come your way that's not common to man. And what that means is, praise God, whatever it is that's going on, God is bigger than any problem you'll ever have if you'll keep your eyes on him. Hallelujah. Everybody say he's bigger in any problem that I'll ever have. Glory to God. And you know, sometimes you've got to tell your problem that. Say, you know, you're, you're looming large and you're looking big and bad and whatever and ugly, but I'm telling you this much about it. God is bigger than you are, and he is in me. Glory to God. Amen. I tell you what, it'd probably help us. Glory to God. You know, so uh, <clears throat> whenever you, uh, and I asked this question earlier, wherever do you see it in the scriptures where Jesus was nervous? Was he ever nervous? If he was, we don't have any record of it. No, he was never nervous. Hallelujah. He was asleep on, the, on a pillow in the back of a boat, and the storm was raging and things like that. He got up and rebuked the storm. Yeah, I like that. I want to hang out with a guy like that, huh? You know, I mean, the disciples have freaked him out. Of course it would. Who is this guy? Well, you know, as he is, so are we in the world. Amen? He said, and this is the question he asked him. You know, it wasn't like he got up and said, well, you know, uh, you got to have some special endowment to be able to do what I just did, you know, and all this and that. He didn't do that at all. He said, why are you so, what? Afraid. Why are you so fearful? And then he went on and kind of rebuked him a little more. He says, how is it that you have no faith? See, fear is the opposite of faith. And that's why, praise God, we need to be drenched and soaked and imbued with the word of God. Hallelujah. So the fear comes, praise God, and pokes you someplace, out comes the Bible. Glory be to God forevermore. Amen. So anyone who sets out to obey the Lord, you know, if you're going to have God's best, you're going to face challenges, you're going to have to face discouragement, you're going to have to deal with fear. Well, the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible didn't promise you that. You can't have that. You know, that won't work. You know, I mean, it's just, it just, it's like a machine gun. And what you got to do is you got to get a hold of the Word of God and you got to start shooting God's living Word back the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God in and on your mouth. Hallelujah. And put a stop to it. Glory to God. People think you're nuts, but I don't care, man. Praise God. If I'm living free, I'm enjoying abundant life. If God's blessing is on me, what do I care? You know, they'll say, well, you're just crazy. You're a fanatic. You're whatever. Again, I'm only doing what it is that he told me to do. When he was tempted in the wilderness, he said, devil, it is written. And he did it three different times. The Bible says that, he, you know, the devil finally just left him and sought for a different opportunity. Well, he didn't get one. The only one he got is when he went to the cross and gave his life and laid it down. He said, the prince of this world comes, and he's got nothing in me. Wow. That's some good stuff. Praise God, he's got nothing in you either. Glory to God. But, you know, again, you know, we're, we're going upstream here. Are you listening to me, child of God? I mean, we're going in a different direction. While the world is on its way to hell, we're going to heaven. So, you know, the, the reality is, is that you're going upstream. Hallelujah. And people might criticize you on the way by, but I tell you what, just keep walking. I said, just keep going. Because, praise God, there's a place that awaits all of us. But if you're going to, again, you know, when you obey God, when you, when you go after his best for your life, you're going to face these. Everybody does. You know, I, I used this scripture earlier, and, and I'll refer to it again. Turn, right, uh, Joshua chapter 1. Here's a guy who's going to fill the shoes of Moses. But I want you to read it because here's some instruction that, that God is giving. I mean, you know, you say, well, what am I supposed to do? Here it is, baby. This right here will help you if you'll just do this. Notice what it says in the fifth verse of the first chapter of Joshua. He said this. He said, God is speaking to him. And, you know, he tells him, you know, you're going to lead the nation into, into the promised land. And he says in verse 5, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. What a promise. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. 
I will not leave you or forsake you. Does that sound remotely familiar to a scripture in the book of Hebrews in chapter five, or thir, uh, 13? Huh? Verse 6, be strong. Everybody say, I'm strong. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you're going to divide for inheritance the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only, again, be strong and very courageous. So that you may observe to do according to all the law which uh, Moses my servant commanded you. Turn not from it to the right or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have not I commanded you, be strong and of a good courage? Do not be afraid or discouraged or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I tell you what, praise God, we ought to get up every morning and just read that and say, Father, I'm thanking you that this is me. Come on. Are you with me? You know, because there's nothing too big for our God. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, David is another example we looked at extensively last week. You know, I mean, he was so God conscious, man. I mean, when the, when the threat came to him, he said, hey, God was with me back then. He's going to be with me right now. God's been back, he's been with you back there and he's going to be with you right now. Are you listening to me? Huh? He rehearsed or reminded himself of the past victories that God had in his life. He understood his covenant that he had with God. That's why I say you've got to find out who you are in him. Glory to God. And he'll stand with you in every storm. And then watch out what you say about your circumstances. This little rig right here is the rudder for your life and you get to control it and I tell you what if you're always talking doubt and unbelief and you know this ain't working and that ain't working and whatever the case might be well then you're just you're 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 shooting a path that you don't want to go down hallelujah so start saying what he says yeah I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. That's a good report. That's not the voice of a, a defeated person. That's not the voice of a fearful person. That's not the voice of an a, you know, intimidated person. Everybody say it again. The devil's a liar. And I don't believe any of it. Yeah, I don't believe any of it, praise God, because it's not true. You know, <clears throat> so David had this perspective and... And so he ended up not being intimidated like everybody else where Goliath was concerned. Same thing's true with you. And, and, and here's the thing, you guys. When you know whose you are and you know who you are, everything changes. Glory to God. I mean, just the whose you are is pretty good. But when you figure out what it is that he's done for you and what he's made you, praise God, you no longer have to be a prisoner of intimidation or fear. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so it's important to understand that. Nehemiah is another great example. You know, I mean, there was all kinds of stuff to put him in fear, but he got the job done. Amen. The Bible says, what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? And listen to me, friends, God's for you. Amen? You know, your neighbor might talk ugly, your spouse may talk ugly, I don't know. But it don't make no difference, praise God, because the greater one's on the inside of you. Amen? Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the one who lives within us. The Bible, listen, here's the thing. You know, when you got born again, God's very indwelling presence came and made its home in you. Woo! Glory to God. You know, we need to stir up the gift of God. Isn't that what Paul told Timothy to do? Hey, stir up the gift of God that's within you, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. So if you're tempted, the best thing you can do, baby, is pull back and begin to stir up the Holy Ghost on the inside. How do you do that? Well, begin to praise him. Begin to worship God. Let it come out of your mouth. Hallelujah. And all of a sudden, God will raise up this standard against whatever is going on in your life. And, you know, and, and not, not to mention the fact, praise God, you can just back up and start praying in the Holy Ghost, worshiping God in the Spirit. 
Glory to God. That's a whole other subject that we don't have time to talk about right now, but do it. Amen? Because the Holy Ghost has been sent to put you over. Jesus said, you shall receive weakness when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. No, he said, you'll receive power. I don't know, you know, by definition, I think we know the difference between the two. Huh? Don't leave Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. So, yeah, I don't care, man. Fake it till you make it. You know, at least act like you got power. Are you with me? Glory to God. Because the New Testament believer has been given the indwelling presence of God himself. Woo! Glory to God. You're of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he who is in you. Everybody say he's in you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. Hallelujah. Glory to God forevermore. Another scripture I think I, you know, mentioned earlier, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that causes you and I to overcome, even our faith. Hallelujah. Who is he that overcomes the world but he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God? All right. Uh, we got just a few more minutes here. Um, I want to read this again because it's just good. Praise God. Turn over to Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 3. This is a great story. You go home and you read it. And I tell you what, there's actually about three chapters in the book of Acts here that talks about this story and its impact upon the people uh, of that time and that day, uh, you know, with Peter and John. Notice in, uh, let's back up into chapter 3. I love reading this. I mean, it just blesses me. Look at this. In verse 1, chapter 3 of the book of Acts, now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour, about three o'clock in the afternoon. And certain man, uh, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful. There were no, numerous gates that entered into the, uh, uh, into the temple area. And this one was called Beautiful to ask alms of them uh, that entered into the temple. Verse 3 who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed to them, expecting to receive something from them or of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered in with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And I will guarantee you, you'd do the same thing. If you'd been crippled from your mother's womb, man, I tell you what, you'd be rejoicing. You talk about a spectacle. Do you think he cared? You know, I mean, people probably thought he was crazy. Well, the people, when they seen him, they knew he was the guy, you know, so there wasn't a whole lot of judgment taking place. They just didn't, couldn't understand what had happened. But he was walking, leaping, and praising God, glory to God. And all the people saw him doing that. And they knew that it was he, verse 10, that had sat there, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened to him. And so Peter started preaching to him. You know, you know, well, it, it winded them up in jail later that evening. You know, so three o'clock in the afternoon, this all goes down. And then we're getting late into the evening. So the Pharisees and the religious rulers threw them in jail for an overnight. Well, let's drop down now. Chapter four and verse uh, seven. And when they had set them in their midst, they asked them, they said, by what power or by what, by, by what name have you done this? Man, talk about it, teeing them up for something else, man. I mean, this is awesome. They couldn't have asked a better question, okay? So in verse uh, 8, Peter being what? What? Filled with the what? Filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Woo! He said, if we be examined this day, 
<laughs> I love this. If we're being examined this day of the good deed done to the impotent man by what means he has been made whole, be it known unto you and to all that are in Jerusalem, glory to God, but that by the name of Jesus, hallelujah, this man stands here whom you crucified, whom he, God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. Hallelujah. Now notice verse 13. Now when they saw the what? The courage or the boldness of Peter and John, and they perceived that they were unlearned or ignorant men, they marveled. And they took knowledge of them that they'd been hanging out with who? Jesus. Been hanging out with who? Jesus. What, 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 what are we seeing here? They're looking at the same kind of boldness in these two men that they seen in the guy they crucified. Isn't that right? Oh, my God, they, they've been with him. You better believe it. Hallelujah. And him has been raised from the dead, by the way. You know, so they tried to figure out a way to put a silence to it. But if you go on reading in the next chapter, you know, it gets, he said, they said, didn't we straightly tell you not to preach or teach in, in this name around here anymore? Because people are getting saved. People are getting turned on to the word of God. They're getting out of the, you know, the, the religious everything, man. They're, 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 they're leaving in, in droves and they're seeing all this and, 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 and Peter just said, you know what? We ought to obey God rather than men. They wanted, to put a, they wanted to put a lid on what was going on. They said, ain't no lid going on this, baby. Come on. Glory to God forevermore. Hallelujah. Oh, God, help us to be the people that won't allow somebody to put a lid on us. Glory to God. But that we'll be strong and do exploits. Glory to God forevermore. Well, there's a lot else I guess we could talk about here. But I tell you what, praise God. God wants you to be strong in Him. Amen? Don't be ashamed. Praise God. You know, if fear has been dogging your tracks, it's time for it to go. Are you listening to me? There's a, you remember last week, if you were with us, there was a tongue and interpretation at the, uh, at the end. And I want to I read it to you again so that it will remind you of what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. Amen? Sometimes we let these things get away from us, and we shouldn't allow that. I said sometimes we let these things get away from us and we shouldn't allow that. This is what the Spirit of God say. These are not the days, says the Lord, to be dismayed. Well, I tell you what, everybody you look at are dismayed. They don't know what to think. But praise God, you don't have to be dismayed. Are you with me? Why? Because God said he'd take care of you. He said, fear not, little flock. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You don't have to be afraid. So it says, these are not the days, says the Lord, to be dismayed, nor are these the days to be afraid. For there is coming a time when great glory will rest upon the church, and she will rise and shine. And there shall be a reckoning that comes, but before that time there is a harvest to be reaped. So be courageous and be bold. Stand for that which is right and good, and surely heaven will be opened where your life is concerned, and blessing will flow as a result of your obedience. For, the, for now is the time, says the Lord, for the church to rise and to take her place and to be what I've called her to be. And there will be great glory, there will be great grace, and there will be great reason for rejoicing. So be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, and you will be a part of the army that God has chosen in these last days. Come on now. I said, come on now. That's the Spirit of God speaking to the church. And guess what? There ain't no defeat in this. Huh? All there is is victory. Glory to God forevermore. So why don't you all stand on your feet with me, if you would, please. Hallelujah. Let's commit this to our heart. And, of course, you know, if, uh, if you've been dealing with fear or trepidation or concern or whatever, well, glory to God, tonight's the night to get rid of it. Amen? Come on now. Glory to God. Stop watching that thing. That's get, you know, come on. 
I said, stop watching that thing that's causing so much concern in your life. So easy to do. You know, I was talking to my sister. She's a Democrat. Hallelujah. I don't hold her against her. God bless her. I love her. She's a blessing. But, uh, you know, she said, I'm just so tired of these uh, uh, commercials and stuff. I'll be so glad when this election's over. I said, yeah, me too. I said, well, you know, just stop watching them. Well, they're on all the time. I said, well, just stop watching them. Hallelujah. You know, that's all you can do. Because right now, dude, they're ratcheting it up in a big kind of way, huh? And none of them are good. No, all they are is an assassination of the other person's character. But I tell you what, praise God, none of that concerns you and me. Let's trust the Lord. Let's look to him. Let's believe God for replacing, you know, people that are corrupt and and, uh, wicked and replace them with men and women of God, men and women of integrity, men and women who know the truth, love the truth. There are a lot of good folk, you know, you guys, but we don't hear about that. All we hear is the bad, you know. So praise God, we don't have to worry about that. Aren't you glad for that? Well, I took care of that for you. What else you got going? Anything else? Hallelujah. I'm a solution kind of guy. You know, my wife, she says, I don't want a solution. I just want you to listen to me, you know. Hallelujah. <clears throat> yeah, amen. Praise God. Yeah, glory to God. So let's commit this to him, shall we? Bow your heads with me. Father, we, we love you. Oh, it's, it's, it's such, a, such a blessing, Father, for us to be able to come and have this access to you. And God, I thank you for every word that you have allowed to escape your lips because every one of them are true. And not only that, Father, but you watch over all of them to perform them. You've not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And that is our declaration. That is our faith. That's what we believe. So, Father, we come against fear in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth in our lives. Everybody say amen. And we thank you tonight, Father, right now, Father, for the dispelling of all fear. Yes, all intimidation, all discouragement, despair, anything that would cause us to be dismayed. We come against it in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. And we thank you, Father, tonight that there will be no more of it within our house, in our thought life, within our hearts But God, that you'll replace it with a thing called faith because we look to you and we trust you. Thank you, Father, for moving in men and women's lives here this evening. Circumstances they face, that which they're having to deal with, Father God, I thank you for making a way. I thank you for opening up doors of opportunity for them, Father. I thank you, Lord God, for replacing whatever it is that causes deficiency with supply and with plenty and with resource. Thank you, Lord God, for your grace in all of our lives. We promise, we covenant with you, Father, to give you all the praise, all the glory. Hallelujah. Father, may you be the one who is magnified and honored within our lives and in our speech. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, and everybody said? They said what? They said what? Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Bless you. Praise God.